Welcome to Wholehearted Coaching, the podcast. If you're looking for more purpose, more passion, more joy in your life, then you have come to the right place. Let's create your dream life while living your dream life. Okay, love? Hi, love. Welcome to Wholehearted Coaching, the podcast. This is where we take a deeper dive into my Mindset Monday post, which you can read live on Instagram at Wholehearted Coaching, or you can get it delivered straight to your inbox each week when you sign up for my email list. You can do that in the show notes, or you can head to my website, wholehearted-coaching.com. So today's episode is about joy, and this is a topic that I love to speak about. And if you're new to my work, if you're new to the podcast, I want to tell you that my thoughts on joy are different from what is out there. I think a lot of us have this misconception about what joy is or what joyful people are, right? We think that joyful people are those that just, you know, are totally oblivious to the real struggles of life, right? They're just skipping down the street, talking about love and light. They're those people that we roll our eyes at. And I want to tell you that that's not joy. That is not what joy is to me. And so in this episode, we're going to go deep into what joy is and some of the things that you can do to create and cultivate more joy in your life. Now, for me, joy is essential. It's necessary. I believe that joy is our birthright because joy is what makes us resilient. The ability to choose joy because it is a choice, right? We have to choose joy each and every day is what allows us to endure the real challenges and hardships of life in the long term, right? I know we all know how to do the damn thing right now without joy, right? And that's totally fine. We just got to will our way through it. We just got to grind our way to the finish line. But we all know what it feels like to do our work, to engage in the work without joy. It's exhausting, right? We become burnt out. And right now, all of us are embarking on what we are now realizing are lifelong challenges, whatever that may be for you, whether that is a personal, professional, or just cultural, societal change dream that you have, right? This work, when we talk about anti-racism, that is something that is lifelong work. Right? And if we can do that with this ability of joy, that is how we endure. Now, joy is a component to each and every course that I offer because it's essential, right? If we want to endure, if we want to do all the things we want to do in our lives, then we have to have joy. Joy is what makes us not burn out on our dreams. So you will find a module on joy in Inner Compass, which is my self-directed online course, but you'll also find an entire month 
on joy in wholehearted woman, which is my six month group coaching intensive. And if you are listening to this live, there are still spots to join us. We start on November 2nd. And if you want more information on wholehearted woman, you can head to the show notes or you can head to wholehearted-woman.com. All right, so let's get into this week's Mindset Monday. Joy is not the absence of pain or worry. It is the ability to hold two truths to be true, that life is both bitter and sweet. We so often think that our joy is waiting for us on the other side of a goal, a hardship, a challenge, a struggle that we are going through, right? That once this problem gets solved, once I reach this goal, I'm going to have my joy. I'm going to find my joy. That's when I will make time for joy. But the truth of the matter is that on the other side of a problem, right? When we solve a problem, when we find the solution, when that worry goes away, there's just another set of problems and issues and other questions that we need to solve. So there really isn't like a magical mythical place where there are no hardships, questions, worries, or struggles. And where a lot of us become tripped up when it comes to joy is that we're waiting for this mythical place this place where there are no worries and stress or challenges. But the truth is that our joy exists within our challenges, within our struggles. It is always with us. Joy to me, the, the definition that I always say for joy is that it is the unconditional acceptance of your life exactly as it is. Unconditional, meaning that you are not placing any conditions on it. Conditions being when I, if I, if this only wasn't here, right? Those are conditions. So the unconditional acceptance of your life means accepting your life with all of its imperfections, problems, and chaos, right? Joy is the ability to be present with all of that and accept it. And to know that even amongst all of the quote unquote mess, there are things that you can be grateful for, that there is abundance within all of that hardship as well. Our lives will never be void of hardship and worry. But at the same time, our lives will never be void of abundance and blessings. And joy is the ability to hold both of those things as being true. It's the ability to see both things. But where so many of us are operating from when it comes to joy, we operate from this place of conditions, right? We live what I call conditional lives. We're waiting for the conditions to change in order for us to find our joy, to choose our joy. I want to share three numbers with you. 
50, 40, 10. Now these numbers are significant because scientists say that these numbers, their percentages, determine how joyful, how positive, how happy we are. Now, 50% is genetic set point. Some of us are predetermined to feel happier, more content than others, right? There's nothing we can do to shift this. But the 40 and 10 is where it gets really interesting. So one of these numbers is external factors, which means where we live, how much money we have, our relationships, our bodies, all that stuff, right? All the stuff that's happening externally. And the other number is internal work. That is the work that you're doing internally to create more joy and positivity in your day-to-day life, right? That could be mindset work, therapy, coaching, mindfulness, right? That is internal work. Now, I want you to guess, right, 40%, 10%, which one of these is external, right? So is 40 or 10% of our happiness, our joy, our positivity based on what's going on on the outside? So the truth is that only 10% of our joy and happiness is dictated by external factors. 10% of your happiness, right, is dictated by how old you are, where you live, how much money you're making, who you are in community or relationship with. That is 10%. The 40%, the other 40%, that's up to you. That's up to the internal work that you are doing. And these numbers are proof of what I have believed for so long. It's that we have the pursuit of joy backwards. We think that joy comes after the fact, after we get the job, after we lose the weight, after we find the partner. But the truth is that joy has to be part of the journey. Joy has to be part of the ride. We have to create and cultivate and nourish our joy each and every day. Because if we're not doing that each and every day, we're not going to find it on the other side of our goals. We all know this. We've all been there. You've gotten the exact thing that you've wanted. You've had that brief moment of contentment or happiness, whatever it is. And then you're back in the place you were before, right? Back to figuring out, well, maybe this wasn't the goal that was going to make me happy. Maybe it's another goal. Maybe it's another thing I have to solve. Maybe it's another thing I need to achieve. And let me tell you, you do not need to achieve or create any other thing, love. What you have to create and cultivate is that joy within. And so this is what I say when I say conditional living, conditional lives. We're waiting on the conditions to change so we can feel our joy right? When we finish all our things on our to-do list, when we get a few more hours of sleep, when we get a few more dollars in our bank accounts, but it's not the conditions that need to change. It's how we are perceiving our lives. We see ourselves as lacking when we get caught up in the conditions. And this is what I call the if only mindset, right? If only those two words are your biggest block to your joy, right? How many times have you said to yourself something similar to this or like this, right? If only I had a few more hours of sleep, I'd be happy. If only I had a few more thousand dollars in my bank account, 
I'd be fine. If only I had a partner who was, you know, loving, I would be, I would feel loved. I would feel joyful, right? What the, if only mindset does is it tricks us into thinking that once we fix this problem, once this thing goes away, we're going to find our joy. But the truth is, as I said before, earlier in the podcast, the only thing that's waiting for you on the other side of your if only is another set of if onlys, right? You find that partner, that loving partner, and now all of a sudden, y'all have communication problems or they don't really clean up after themselves, right? So there's all these other if onlys. You get another $1,000 in your bank account, and we all been there. We're like, oh, great. I have this thousand dollars. Hmm. It'd be wonderful to have maybe two or 3000 more. Right? So this is how our brains operate. And we have to deliberately choose, intentionally choose to see the joy, which means to see the abundance, to see the gratitude, to see what is working well, because the if only mindset makes you fixated on what is not working well. So let's take a moment and I want you to think of what are the if onlys that you have in your mind right now? What are those if onlys that you have on loop perhaps today or perhaps just all the time in your head, right? What am I putting between myself and feeling good? And when you figure out what those things are, maybe you wrote those down, maybe they're just in your mind. I want you to release the idea that once these things are resolved, once they're gone, they're going to bring you more joy. Because on the other side of these problems, it's going to be something else, right? Our to-do list never gets shorter. And with my if-onlys, what I love to do is take a really close look at your if onlys. Maybe just take one if only right now, right? If only I had more money. And every time we have an if only, it's pointing to a larger need or value that needs nurturing. So let's say your if only is about money. The larger need may be around security and stability. Right. Every time I've said this before in the podcast, every time we create a goal, we're actually chasing a feeling. We're chasing a need, a value that we so crave. And so your, if only about money, I mean, yes, it's about money, but really it's about security and stability. And so I want you to ask yourself, how can I create security and stability right now without that money, without that thing being quote unquote resolved? If your if only is about having more hours in the day, maybe that larger need is about your energy and time, which to me points to boundaries, right? So then the question becomes, how can I conserve my energy and time more? How can I prioritize myself more? So every time, love, you have an if only, know that there is a need, a value within you that needs to be nurtured and addressed. Your if only, love, is just a placeholder 
for how you want to feel in this moment. And you do have the ability to feel that way right now without that if only being resolved or, you know, going away or coming true, whatever that is for you. For me, joy, right, is the ability to be present with these, with what I call these sucks, right? It's the ability to know that at every moment in your life, there's going to be something that's less than optimal, a suck. And knowing that once you, there is a suck, once you identify what those sucks are, which is usually very easy for most of us, right? Think of something that sucks in your life right now, right? That probably came to you very quickly. What embracing the suck means is not placing blame and shame and guilt upon yourself because something isn't working in your life. It's just the ability to embrace the fact that something isn't going ideally in your life. And that it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with how great a human you are. It has nothing to do with the fact that maybe, quote unquote, you're a failure, you never follow through, whatever that is. What joy is about is the ability to really accept. And acceptance is the ability to be present with what is happening in your life and not judge it or yourself. So when we're talking about joy, right, we are talking about One, really getting clear on what those conditions are, your if onlys. Two, figuring out what sucks in your life, naming it, and then releasing the guilt, the shame, and the blame you have on yourself for being there, right? Accepting that the human experience is good times and not so good times, right? That it's, this is not about how good you're doing at life, but it's just a fact that you're living life, right? This experience called life has hardship and struggles as part of it. So it's about embracing that. And then it's the step of gratitude, right? This third step of gratitude. And I get it. You're like, oh my God, Shireen, if I wanted a speech on gratitude, I would open up an O magazine. Okay. What is this? Gratitude. But seriously, if the if only mindset makes you fixate on what isn't working well in your life, gratitude brings you back to what is working and what is abundant in your life, right? There's this great quote by brother David Steindl Rast, and he said, it is not happiness that makes us grateful, but gratefulness that makes us happy. So these three things figuring out what your if only is, embracing what is sucky and not placing shame, blame, and guilt on yourself and just accepting that, hey, this experience of life is going to have equal parts, not so good times as it has good times. And the third part is the gratitude, right? Asking yourself the question in every moment, what is working in my life? What is working well in my life right now? The truth is, love, that You are the only person who is in control of your joy. Not anything on the outside. It's what's going on on the inside. Joy is a choice that we have to make each and every day. And some days that choice is the hardest thing to do. But it is a necessity. It is a necessity to our resilience. It is a necessity to endure. 
But life also just feels so much better when we can choose our joy. I want to finish with one of my favorite poems by Mary Oliver, and I'm going to truncate it. But the poem says, if you suddenly and unexpectedly feel joy, don't hesitate. Give into it. Joy is not made to be a crumb. Joy is not a crumb, love. Take a huge goddamn bite out of that joy cake or scone or pie, whatever you want. Take a bite out of it, love, when it is there. Grab it, revel in it, be in it, and know that joy is not the absence of pain or worry or struggle. It is the ability to know that life has both struggle and goodness and that both things can coexist at once. Until next time, love, I will talk to you then. Thank you so much for joining me this week. If you liked this week's episode, please share it with a friend, comment, and rate this podcast. Until next week, see you later, love.